Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, this is Larry H. Russell. Thank you for downloading another edition of Celtics Beat. Today's episode is being brought to you by our sponsors, the home of online video tutorials, lynda.com and Casper. Casper's mattresses are premium mattresses for a fraction of the price because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. And to get $50 off any mattress purchase at casper.com, visit casper.com slash Celtics and enter promo code Celtics. Today is Sunday, September 27th. I am Larry H. Russell, and this is Celtics Beat on CLNS Radio, presented by Linda and Casper. Thank you for downloading yet another show. We do whatever we can to make it worth your while. Today's guest, Tass Mellis, NBA TV. Finally, training camp is off and running, not just for the Boston Celtics, but for every team in the NBA camp officially got underway yesterday. And, of course, Media Day a couple days ago, this past Friday, gives the general public the general population of Celtics and NBA fans, the first, I guess, the first real glimpse, if you will, at the Celtics and all NBA teams for that matter. From the outsider's eye, this isn't much as will be exposed to them until the games begin, even the preseason games overseas. Endless amounts of stories filed by many Celtics reporters across the landscape, videos, press conferences, etc., and of course, the LNS Radio, the great work Jared Weiss and Kyle George provide for this outlet's multimedia coverage of the Boston Celtics YouTube channel, youtube.com slash CLNS Radio. That's youtube.com slash CLNS Radio. Find myself running through everything, not just to get prepared for this week's show, but as a fan, hey, good to finally have the Celtics back. Had Gary Tangway on last week's show. If you missed it, check out Celtics Beat in the archives on iTunes, Stitcher, or CLNSradio.com. We'll reiterate what he said right off the bat with us. I'm thoroughly looking forward to this season, even when the Celtics are down, like last year. Heading into last season, you know, many didn't feel the Celtics would be all that good. In fact, I think we all had them pegged for somewhere around 25 to 30 wins. Last year, I was still excited. A new basketball season, as always, can always bring surprises. The feeling of the coming unknown, and sure enough, was a season of surprises, and that feeling of the unknown gives any season new hopes. Like this one, that, and I am anticipating how so many of these projected storylines play out. I am looking forward to seeing if I'll be wrong on the roster front. 
that I don't feel the team will be as cohesive as it should be as it was in the second half of last year because you have 15, heck, even 16 guys fighting for defined roles with very few, if any, sticking out. As a fan, I'm concerned about that. But as a radio host, can't say I'm not looking forward to it because it's going to provide plenty. Really excited to talk about something of substance week in and week out from now until God knows when. Uh, when it's warm again, I guess. Uh, but as usually with training camps, it's kind of a slog through. You get excited. Signs of a season beginning soon. But as soon as it does begin, it's very easy to lose focus. Football training camp. You know, you read a lot of stories about surprise guys sticking out in practice. Spring training, which in my opinion is probably the biggest scam in the sporting world. It's just an excuse for reporters in cold weather cities to get an extended vacation. File story on player Rex and Y here and there. Air footage of baseball players playing catch and jogging and stretching. All training camps uh, are a little, you know, mm. but this Celtics camp, definitely worth following the day in and day out aspects of it because... Much of what will transpire in camp, how things go, any signs of this team being able to come together, any signs of early miscommunication or possible rifts, it will serve as a precursor for the whole season. And to me, this is very black and white. Last week, when we had our Facebook question of the week over on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Celtics this time presented by Casper. Casper Mattress is an obsessively engineered mattress using two technologies, latex and memory foam, which come together for better nights and brighter days. It's a comfortable mattress that has just the right sink and bounce. A Casper mattress provides long-lasting comfort and support, and you can buy it easily online and completely risk-free. Casper offers free delivery and painless returns within a 100-day period, so you don't have to lie down in a showroom. And to get a Casper mattress for $500 for a twin, $950 for a king-size mattress, and to save an additional $50 as one of our audience members by going to casper.com slash Celtics, entering the promo code Celtics, facebook.com slash Celtics beat. Last week, over on the Facebook page, we asked you what you, the listener, felt was the primary angle heading into training camp. To me, that is it. There's no question about it. And because I think it is that important, I'm actually going to leave it up there this week. Because we've got some good discussion going over there on that topic about what is the most important angle. I just reiterated many times, just said it right there again, that as I feel is the predominant early storyline in training camp, maybe the first quarter of the season. It's about this team. Can they develop some early chemistry despite the roster situation? That is what I'm going to be watching. If they can build upon last year. If there are no qualms amongst those on the roster who may be left out in situations they feel they should be in, if that doesn't affect the team, this team's going to be fine. I like to think they could replicate or even build upon last year, be a shoo-in for the postseason, maybe even win in and around 45 games, which I think would be an accomplishment in its own right. It'd be great for this franchise if there continued to be that type of on-the-court team progression. If not, if things don't skate oh so smoothly, especially early on, especially if we see some bad signs in camp, and you don't want to see that at all, it may not be a season we as fans enjoy, and it may be a season where this franchise regresses in terms of staying on this path to glory here. This is a very important season in that regard, very important. And likewise, the transpirings of each passing day, not just the games, but practices, camps, travel time, and yes, back to the games, they take a new level of importance this year. 
So training camp is now underway. The first preseason game a little over a week from today, Sunday the 27th, the release of this show. And then the opener now exactly a month away, the 28th of October. And yes, subscribe, rate, and review Celtics Beat on iTunes and or Stitcher to enter our contest to win a pair of free tickets to the home opener against the Philadelphia 76ers. Stipulations are the same. Winner will be announced on our October 11th show. And yes, simply subscribe, rate, and review Celtics Beat on iTunes and Stitcher. And lest we forget, we must mention, get tickets to all the locals, concerts, and more from the leading ticker aggregator online, TickIQ.com. That's T-I-Q-I-Q.com. TickIQ is your one-stop shop for all your ticketing needs where you can get to where you want for the most efficient Price as possible, and to get 5% off all TN tickets and Tick IQ certified events, enter code CLNS. That's CLNS for 5% off upon checkout. Again, TIQIQ.com. A lot of good teams in the NBA to see this year, and be it if you're in Boston or anywhere for that matter. Uh, it's always also a question dynasty or parody? What is more compelling to the average? Sports fan, a team like, say, the Jordan Bulls, a team everyone is chasing year after year, or possibly the coming year, like this we are going to have in the NBA, where there are a solid, geez, five to seven teams that can win the championship. We really have no idea of that pool who will win. What's more interesting? We're going to be talking a lot about the Celtics, all preseason, all in these coming shows. Next show, number 125, that's a mini milestone show. We always uh, get something a little interesting in here um, on those little shows, so stay tuned. But lots of Celtics talk coming up. It's going to be endless. So figure now we use this show to let loose of our early insinuations as we go around the league. And one of my favorite to do that with, courtesy of our Good friends down there in Atlanta at NBA TV. Taskmouse of the Starters, which you can catch weeknights on NBA TV. Their podcast is available on iTunes. And I'd strongly suggest our listenership to check out their show page, nba.com slash the starters. But when watching the show for the first time, he is the bearded man, somewhat jealous as I do other endeavors besides this show. And one of such endeavors required me to be as clean-shaven as a baby's bottom. And to do so... I use the razors shipped right to my door at harrys.com. We know one of the all-time heists in the history of Western civilization are razor blade purchases at drugstores, grocery markets, wherever. And the experience is maddening with the lock. I don't want to get into it. We all know all corporations care about is to extract every last dollar out of you, the consumer. But over on harrys.com, you can purchase ultra-high quality razors for insanely low prices. A Harry starters kit, which comes with... A razor, months worth of five blades, shaving gel or cream, and a traveler's kit we had for, get this, 10 bucks. Yes, all of that for $10. Not a couple blades for $37 or whatever. $10 for a Harry starters kit by simply entering the code CELTICS upon completion of your order at harrys.com. So yes, please continue to dump big brand companies. Just get them out of your life and all aspects of life. You'll sacrifice nothing, even gain, and of course, save boatloads and boatloads of cash. And in this case, get an even smoother shave than those mercenary models or on corporate commercials. So enter Celtics for your starters kit at harrys.com and you get a trove of shaving equipment for 10 bucks. So thank you, Harry's, for the tremendous deal on razors. Thank you, audience, for tuning in every week. And speaking of starters, okay, thank you, Taz Mellis, for joining us. He'll be with us on the other side after this very brief break. 
cruise back to the 80s on the first ever 80s cruise. That's right, seven days in the most radical party to ever hit the high seas with a totally awesome lineup of artists that define the sound of the decade. Join Huey Lewis in the News, Richard Marks, Starship, Cool and the Gang, A Flock of Seagulls, Modern English, Naked Eyes, Tiffany, Wang Chung, and Jessie's Girl, the ultimate 80s party band, and the original MTV VJs, Nina Blackwood, Mark Goodman, and Alan Hunter. As we cruise to exotic ports of core like Grand Turk, San Juan, St. Thomas, and the private island of Half Moon Key, we're going all out by building an 80s video game arcade with Donkey Kong, Mario Brothers, and of course Pac-Man, showing movies like Ferris Bueller and Pretty in Pink, and there'll even be a VJ contest. Don't forget to pack your best 80s looks because we're having a prom night, a movie costume party, pajama party, and neon beach party. You can't miss this. Sailing from February 28th through March 6, 2016 for the most gnarly vacation ever. For more information, log on to the80scruise.com or call 844-384-8080. Welcome back into Celtic Speed. Tass Melissy of the Starters on NBA TV is here. Our interview with Tass is brought to you by DraftKings. Football season's only just begun, but it already feels like the playoffs at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site where millionaires are being crowned all season long. One-week fantasy at DraftKings means no season-long commitments. It's fantasy football on demand. Play where you want, when you want, with the players you want. And with a million bucks up for grabs every week, every game is the big game and every play matters. So first and 10 in the first quarter feels like fourth and goal, one second left. And a long touchdown run could mean more than just a victory for your favorite team. It could mean you've just turned your love of football into a million-dollar payday. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. So hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code New England to play for free for a shot at $1 million in this week's fantasy Millionaire Maker, enter New England for free entry now only at DraftKings.com, DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. So, Tass, allow me to be the first, the second, the third, or one of many, maybe the first, I don't know, to welcome you back to the NBA season. <laughs> uh, I do it to myself every year, but I appreciate the uh, the welcome. We're, uh, we are oh so close. Yeah, the one real letdown of training camps, in my opinion, is really, it's, I think it provides a glimmer, but rarely are there any real storylines that are specific only to training camps. Can you think of any off the top of your head going into these training camps for all these teams across the league? Going into this year, ooh, um, you know, it's, they don't make the most or the best published stories because it's really about camaraderie. I I think it's extremely cool that somebody like Alvin Gentry would say, wow, these players are getting together weeks in advance. Uh, I've never seen that in my 27 years of basketball. Uh, So it doesn't make for the most, uh, you know, the the most beautiful New York times piece uh, that these guys are getting together and, and, and just wanting to build their camaraderie and chemistry that you can't really quantify. It doesn't, you know, make for juicy sound bites. Um, but I think that is the most important thing when you're talking about a basketball season where guys, uh, 
you know, sit out practices and, and, and are encouraged to sit out in practices and, and don't really have time to build uh, that chemistry throughout the season, uh, you know, on the court um, in, in practice time. I think this time is really, really important for that. And again, it's not, uh, yeah, sitting here, you know, wanting to, to digest interesting sound bites and all that. It doesn't really lead to that, but I think that's the most important uh, part of this. There isn't a, a master P Percy Miller stepping on the basketball floor for the Toronto Raptors and, and hitting a shot. That's not happening apparently this year, but I think that it's really when like the celebrities come, like if there is some sort of fringe guy that comes on and, and does something cool, like, you know, and, and scores 40 in a game, I think that's the, the juiciest thing you're going to get. Yeah. You actually, I want to go back to a comment you mentioned, you mentioned, you talked about team p- players getting together earlier in the summer now and trying to beat teams to the punch. If you recall, it was sort of the Celtics that started that trend back in 08 when Garnett had a few of those guys, and they all started working out in Southern California. And then LeBron started doing it when he first went down to Miami. And now it's almost just accepted. And, you, you know, that you're sort of right, too, about these training camps is, yes, we definitely don't get the fun stories. And we're going to get to this in, in a second because right now everything's all really hot and dandy with all 30-plus teams across the league. And the stories you are going to get are those just, you know, the simple, the beat by Porter stories where they talk to player 7, 8, 9 on the roster and how they're going to help the team this year. And it's sort of like just filing stories for the sake of filing stories. But I do sort of go back to the Celtics in a way. And now every team, it seems, or every, it looks like serious contender. I think the, I'm pretty sure the Warriors started getting together. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, if you want to touch upon that, I'll let you, I'll give you the floor here. No, no, no. I keep on going. Uh, basically, again, it's not juicy. It's, yeah, the Warriors are getting together. The Wizards are getting together. It's, it's, uh, you know, as, as a fan, it's not, uh, again, you can't, you can't really, you know, harp upon it, but that, that, that's what it is. Now, continue with the question. But, yeah, um, you know, you, you look at that, too, and you see sort of the upper echelon teams putting more of a premium on really, you know, I hate this, just getting together, uh, you know, getting together before these camps. And you usually see that a lot about the teams because training camps, you're going to see a lot of these times that none of these players are really going to qualm about anything on the roster. But I mentioned the Warriors, too. It's really another year, in my opinion. We can really start out west. There's really no prohibitive favorite. It's another wide-open wrestling conference with the usual stalwarts. But I think what's very intriguing is they're all enhanced versions of these stalwarts. For example, the Spurs. I believe they have more talent than they ever had in this 15-year run that they're on. Same with the Clippers, the most talented Clippers team in the last five years, in my opinion. You could actually probably say the most talented Clippers team ever. Um, and Golden State and Oklahoma City, they're pretty much identical roster-wise, at least on paper with these recent great teams. A hundred percent. And let me, let me just talk about the, the sort of the camaraderie part of it uh, quickly here. Um, got, you know why this is the, the weeks and, and training camp are so important these days is because uh, as uh, doctors and teams are becoming more and more aware of uh, and conscious of guys resting, they just don't build that camaraderie or they can't, you know, practice as much because they're encouraged to, to sit out during the year. So these weeks are so so important for let's say a Cleveland Cavaliers team that you know didn't have that uh, chance during the season last year because they acquired guys midseason they didn't have a training camp they didn't have these weeks uh, they're hanging they're taking Instagram photos together they are literally uh, you know building their team right now uh, 
even before the season starts. So that's why it's it's really really important because you know rightly or wrongly doctors are telling guys to rest, teams are telling guys to rest, and, and that's that's the way it goes. Um, that being said, uh, the teams with no no question marks right now, um, my God. Uh, it's incredible. Uh, you know, uh, to me, I feel like, yes, the Warriors should be the favorites, uh, I suppose, because, uh, you know, they're that good and because they won the championship. But I think the Spurs are being underrated right now. Uh, you're right. I, I do think they have just as much talent uh, than they've ever had. And uh, for people to just sort of think, are they, are, they, are they good? Well, they won 55 games last year. And, yes, I understand a couple of their guys are older, but, to bring in a LaMarcus Aldridge uh, is <laughs> there's, there are no words for it. I, I, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's Tim Duncan like, um, you know, to, to be able to add a guy, uh, you know, in his prime and I understand, you know, at the end of his contract, maybe he's not going to be as great as he is now, but I think it's ridiculous for people to say, Oh, how are they going to implement him in a, in a style that where they, you know, share the basketball when LaMarcus Aldridge is a, a one-on-one type player and will kill you from the mid range. Tim Duncan was a guy who in his prime and, and, and even after his prime got the ball on his own and they just went to him. It wasn't a, it wasn't a team, uh, ball sharing experience the way it has been the last few years because they had a weapon like Tim Duncan and that's what LaMarcus Aldridge is. Uh, so they're going to use him. And I understand that, uh, people are worried about Tony Parker and, and, and they should be because he gets the space, uh, and he, you know, with his dribble penetration and he doesn't look right and he didn't look right in Eurobasket and he wasn't incredible last year and his backcourt mate is Manny Ginobili, uh, who, you know, who's getting older and obviously hasn't looked like the Manny Ginobili of old lately, but, uh, I think this takes a ton of pressure off Tony Parker when you add a Marcus Aldridge, uh, and you get a guy like Tim Duncan signing on for two more years at the end of his career, who everybody obviously bows down to, and he signs that dotted line. And he says to you know to everybody in that locker room, "Look, uh, we were good last year. We won 55 games, but we were the sixth seed. We're not going to let that happen again. I don't see how they can possibly, uh, you know, not work their butts off for him, that franchise." Uh, for everybody on that team and, and finish lower than 55 wins. Like they're going to get about to the 60 mark. They're going to be a top seed. And uh, I don't know. I, I just, I'm ranting because I, I feel like the Spurs aren't getting their, their, their due, but I appreciate how you mentioned that they've got the most talent probably that they've ever had. Well, I think the, the reason for is just that is we mentioned that the Spurs probably have had the most talent in the last 15 years. I thought their 05 team was really talented. That team won a championship, but it was a really deep team. But, yeah, this is the most talented team they have, and I think primarily the reason is is because, like I said, this is the most talented the Clippers have had. Golden State, you like to think, is just as good as last year. Oklahoma City has to be better than last year because they're getting Kevin Durant back, and you think that just odds alone they're going to have a healthy team for once. And, you know, you look at this year and say, let's look at the NFL, for instance. I, there's this team, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with them. They're called the Patriots. And it's sort of, they're like the team. Everybody chases them. They're the top dog. And we talk about them, you know, endlessly. And, you know, I live in New England. I love the Patriots, but it's like, oh, my goodness gracious, can we stop talking about this already? You know, whatever they do. Rex Ryan isn't chasing them. Rex Ryan is leading the Patriots, right? Is that how it works? Uh, no, that is not the case. Four and ten, <laughs> I believe. But, let's, but, but in the NBA... I think you have teams that are really, you know, usually it's, the, you know, the, the argument is parity or dynasty. But 
usually when you have a dynasty, like say the Yankees, or say from you know back in the late '90s or the Patriots, now it's you have a top team and then a tear. In the NBA, I think you have like five legitimate top teams, and that's why we kind of sit here and say, "My goodness gracious, we used to, no one talks about the Spurs." When I think in any other, not maybe any other year, but many points in the history, you talk about the Spurs as this year, this 2016 Spurs team is like, oh my God, who's going to take down the Spurs this year? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. And people are just probably just bored of talking about the Spurs. I think that's that's another... They don't cheat. cheat that's why. If they cheat, if it's, <laughs> like, if it's like, you know, like the deflating balls or if they had a very surly personality with the media and obviously the media painting different stories, I think we'd like be talking about the Spurs a lot differently. Yeah, they're, they are the good guys. They come to work and, and they go home and they you know don't make headlines and, and off the basketball floor. Uh, yeah, they're just a bunch of good dudes. And yeah, they're not, so they're not juicy, but um, uh, yeah, you're, as far as championship contenders, it's it's crazy. Yeah, the Warriors deserve to be named at the top. The Spurs add Lamarcus Aldridge. Uh, the Clippers uh, got better and just knocked off that Spurs team. The Houston Rockets went to a conference finals and added Ty Lawson. The Memphis Grizzlies were the ones who gave the the Warriors their toughest challenge. The Thunder keep winning 60 games a year. That's six teams. Two of those teams aren't going to make the second round. Uh, and then you have like real teams behind them as well. You know, Anthony Davis is still alive. You know, that, that team is going to get better with, with their coaching. I think those are seven locks in the Western Conference. Uh, and then you've got, you know, some, some really good teams behind them. The Utah Jazz, I think it's their eighth seed to lose. Uh, but they have a couple teams like the Suns uh, and, and um, – who am I missing here? The Suns and uh, the the Mavs. I think, yeah, of course they've lost a lot of talent, but I think those teams are are going to be fighting for that that eighth spot as well. And then there's interesting teams like the Nuggets um, and interesting teams probably for the wrong way in the, in the Lakers and and the Kings are going to be really really interesting as well. Uh, but that Western Conference is is really cool. I'm just sort of worried about the East. The East is going to suck. It's going to suck. <laughs> it's going to suck. I know you got games for pro over on NBA TV, but come on, East is going to be brutal. I yeah, I'm not buying it. I, I think these these teams like like who's going to suck? I think the Heat are going to be a good team, uh, but they, they're all it, a notch below. It's inevitable, though. That's the problem. It's inevitable that that the Cavs get there. Yes, and I mean the the East story for the West is it's all year. It's going to be who's going to win this game in the East. The storyline is going to be where's LeBron playing, uh, how many points, how many rebounds, how many assists he's going to have, and how can we watch him, you know, do what he does to all these other teams. And even if they do lose, you're probably just going to chalk it up to as oh, they probably just didn't try hard enough that night. Like if they if they if they lose a game in Boston on a Wednesday night and you know whatever, and you just say oh well, I just don't think Cleveland came to play that night as they could have. How dare you? Been. How dare you disrespect the Atlanta Hawks? That team. I, you know what? I, 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 I joke, but a team that won 60 games is not a fluke. They got swept. And they got swept. It wasn't pretty. It was not pretty whatsoever. I, you know, they, they weren't ready for playoff basketball um, in, in that regard. Uh, they, don't, they don't have, uh, I think, personality-wise, a guy to sort of lead them. Uh, yeah, they fell apart. I mean, I think injuries were definitely a part of that. Um, but... You don't think that, uh, for me, like regular season-wise, they can get back to around that mark? Because, I, 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 yes, they lost to Mari Carroll. Um, but, I, you know, I think it's a system team, and 
Sure, uh, you know they they do get swept, but you know these guys are allowed to grow. You know Jeff Teague, that was his. Yeah, you know, he's been in the playoffs before, but uh, you know he's allowed to grow and, and get a little bit better. I, I just find it, I find it a little for for people to dis- dismiss them right away. I don't know. Obviously, the Cavs are the best team, um, but I, I, I do believe a little bit, and maybe it's just preseason optimism here. Everybody's zero and zero, but I believe in the Hawks a bit. I still believe in the Bulls a little bit, uh, and. And then, you know, the Heat are, they knock off the Cavs uh, in big games. You know, they knocked them off on Christmas Day, and I know it's just one day, and, and LeBron is LeBron. Um, but if, if those teams are healthy, uh, I, I think they can give LeBron a run for their money. The Bulls were up 2-1 on the Cavs uh, before yeah, LeBron. I think that's one to watch. I got to agree with you there. Yeah, that's definitely Le- the one to watch. LeBron's in the corner and nails a, a fadeaway shot in Chicago, or else they're down 3-1. Uh, to this team that people people write off because of the injuries and because Joakim Noah is a year older, but uh, you know th- maybe they just don't have the legs. But uh, if, maybe they will have the legs without Tom Thibodeau coaching them. Maybe you know they they have a lot uh, a lot more flexibility in the playoffs. You know who knows what Derrick Rose is, but I don't know. I just I just feel like there's not just one team in the Eastern Conference that's good, and I and I know it, it seems inevitable. Um, and yeah, obviously they're the favorite uh, because they have a training camp to work with all their guys. Uh, but I don't know. I, listen, I work for the man, and I want to believe that there's going to be some some good basketball played, and, and I'm going to be intrigued by by Dwayne Wade and, and Goran Dragic and, and Chris Bosh and Hassan Whiteside. Like that, that's a team uh, as long as they're healthy. No, I actually I can't disagree with you that one iota. I, I think there's going to be still plenty of interest in the East, of course, to me. I have to say that. You know, I talk about the Celtics every single week, and I still am a fan of the Celtics. I want to see them win. And I'm, I'm very I'm anticipating the season, but I think that's really for diehard fans to say, like, you know, I'm interested in this, I'm interested in that. I, you know, I, I could see Chicago giving Cleveland, you know, a run for their money because they've always, you know, LeBron's always beaten them in the playoffs, but it's never been really easy. I mean, you mentioned Atlanta. It's like, well, they had injuries. Well, it's like the team that Cleveland beat Atlanta with last year. I mean, that was a skeleton team of what they had in the conference finals that Cleveland had. But it's sort of an interesting dichotomy, too. And it's sort of a a way even to ask questions. Like, I'm asking you as Tass Mellis the fan, and usually I, I, I bring about images of that little speech. What was it, in Armageddon or whatever? I come to you today as a citizen, not as a president of the United States. But <laughs> I'm going to ask you as a fan and not working for the media, you know, what sort of interests you more, not just even the NBA, but sports, like the one, you know, all these teams chasing the one big bad guy or something up for grabs. And I ask you that because, you know, that dichotomy is clearly there. You have the West. We have no idea who's going to win the West. And the East, I think me and you can safely say we'd put like every dime, nickel and dollar we have on Cleveland to come out of the East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great question. Um, as far as a basketball watching experience... Oh man! Obviously, it's the Western Conference. Uh, as far as um, the sort of the storyline, what 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 type of what type of movie do I want to watch? Uh, it feels like the Eastern Conference is going to be a long, arduous movie that's going to be you know an hour too long, um, while the West is going to be entertaining throughout. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the West as as uh, as a fan because night in night out. There's there's just going to be a great a great battle. Um, it's I, I you know it's 
it, now, you know, you, uh, you mentioned the dynasties and you mentioned like the Yankees on top and it's fun to, to hate them or the Patriots on top and it's fun to hate them. Um, but we just have so many options on a day-to-day basis in media, in sports, uh, to watch whatever we want to watch. So that takes away from that sort of, uh, you know, the David versus Goliath, the, the big bad dynasty uh, having that appeal, right? Because we have just so many things that we could watch otherwise. So why would we watch uh, a, a crappy Cavs versus Celtics game on a Tuesday night if there wasn't a real intrigue? And maybe that's why I'm lying to myself and saying that somebody can beat the Cavs, but uh, because I am going to be watching that Cavs and Celtics team game, and 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 I'm going to look for the silver lining and believe that the Hawks can knock them off if. You know, if they get their leadership back intact or, or get a sort of a, a better leadership uh, amongst that group. Um, so, yeah, I'd say the West is the, the more appealing move for me. What do you, what's your take on that? Well, I mean, I, I, first off, I definitely agree. The Western Conference this year is going gonna, is gonna to be, as always, it's always been, you know, a lot of fun. For me, it's too bad they play the games at 1030 at night, especially yeah. when I go to bed at 7. But, you know, we're, <laughs> we live in an on-demand age where we watch, we catch up, of course, with the starters in NBA TV. And that's how we get plenty of excitement there. But I've actually always liked the Dukes, the Patriots, the Yankees, and the, well, I mean, I grew up just hating the Chicago Bulls. But it has made it fun because come playoff time, you know what? You do really, you know, watch and say, well, maybe this can happen. And, you know, when the Pacers push the Bulls to seven games one year, I mean, I was all into that. When the Kings push the, the Lakers, those Shaq Laker teams that you never thought could be beaten, when they push them, it really does, you know, make, I think, for very intriguing, very, you know, just captivating Television and entertainment, and that's pretty much why we watch basketball, right? It is entertainment, not life or death of, you know, for me and you. Maybe other people do take it a little differently. But throughout the regular season, it's going to be sort of just what I said about the Cavs. It's going to be, where's LeBron tonight? I want to, you know, just check out, see what he's doing. But you're not going to watch the games with, like, you know, your heart in your throat or anything. And I've always, that's sort of been one, I want to sort of, shift around here because it's sort of a good way to, to, to transfer to this is the last time we had you on, I mean, a, a big part of our conversation was changes to the playoffs. And I believe you've always wanted one to 16, correct? You don't want conferences. I, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I go back and forth on it. Uh, I'm happy with the change this year to get rid of uh, the division winners, you know, giving them the spot above a team that had more wins than them. I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Uh, as far as one to 16 goes, I don't know. I, I feel like there's enough good basketball teams a lot of the time, like the Celtics last year, uh, to give teams a run, uh, you know, in a 1-8 scenario. But I don't know, Larry, I go back and forth. I could definitely, tomorrow I'll tell you that I want to see uh, the Dallas Mavericks in there. But uh, I don't know. I just... I, I, I can sway. I sway with the wind on this one because I, I'm – look, I, I feel like chemistry and camaraderie um, can overcome a lot of things. And, and sometimes in a, in a seven-game series, in the first round especially, they can be beat. You know, they, you know when, the, when they haven't got everything going, teams can be beat. And I know we're talking about the Cavs and we're talking about the best player in the world. So this is a pretty special scenario when we're saying that he could possibly be beat by an eight seed in the Eastern Conference. But um, I don't know. Uh, tomorrow, ask me tomorrow and I'll tell you, I'll tell you differently. 
Yeah, but either way, we're going to watch LeBron because it's isn't like we're going to say, oh, of course, LeBron. He, we, they have LeBron, so they'll win. So we'll watch him. But regarding, you know, the, the 1 to 16, I've always argued the complete other way on this. And even the latest change, which essentially eradicates the divisions. So they're just there for really the newspaper. <laughs> and that's really what it's for now. I've always argued against this. And, be, and the reason for that is we have really good individual rivalries in the NBA. Uh, when we have good teams on top, there you know they, they can always come together and have good rivalries. I guess you can say the Clippers and Golden State, but they're never really everlasting rivalries because that's not going to be the case. And usually, rivalries that do last a long time, even when teams are down, is basically based at a you know just geographic. And I think that if you eradicate divisions and just see teams one to sixteen, which I think. This is the direction the league is going in now by doing by doing this move, by eradicating divisions. I think three or four years from now, I'm going to make the prediction, it's going to be 1-16. to 16. And I think if they continue to move in this direction, uh, yeah, it's going to be more fair, but I just think it's going to put less and less of an emphasis on the regular season. And that, I've always argued, was the biggest issue with the NBA, is I think that to the casual fan, the regular season does not mean as much as it does to say me or you or other diehard NBA fans. Well, you're hundred percent correct. That's, uh, I mean, that's, that's part of the problem um, is, is making the regular season uh, more intriguing and taking away the conferences. Um, it, it reduces rivalries. Let, let's let, let, I, I know it's not uh, uh something which happens year to year, but it, it definitely reduces the shine uh, and, and the, 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 the chance that teams will play each other over and over and over again. Um, so there's that downfall. Um, we, but you say that, um, that con- reducing conferences uh, or, or eradicating conferences really takes away from the regular season. Now, like, why do you say that? Because I just, I, because that's, I, I'll interrupt you. Because that's what I do. I interrupt people. But a team like the Spurs, you mentioned they said, well, this year we won't get the six, team, but six seed. But throughout history, without history, but, you know, throughout these last really 10 years with them, especially as Duncan and all those guys have aged, Popovich has looked at the regular season as an expand, you know, extended preseason. And if you say make winning the division matter again, as it did in the early 80s, late 70s. Teams got first-round buys. Uh, you know, they, they didn't have to play in a three-game playoff series early on, which you could easily lose. I believe Philadelphia lost one year to New Jersey when they had a, a loaded team. I think New Jersey came back and just stunned them. It was a terrible Nets team that not even you could probably name one player on the team uh, that took down Moses Malone, Barkley, and, and all those guys, uh, Julius Irving. Uh, mm-hmm. And it really changed the landscape of that playoffs. The Celtics didn't have to play them in the playoffs. Uh, you know, now a team like the Spurs, they can just cruise through the regular season. And my argument is if you make winning the division matter again in the regular season, and I know it can create instances where you get some 42-win division winner. It, it happens. But, you know, oh, well. I think if you can create instances and, uh, and incentives, really, for winning the division, for winning X amount of games, for getting, you know, little buys in the playoffs – Sacrifice money at the gates, yes. Sacrifice, uh, you know, the justice, I guess. I think that's worth sacrificing for, for making just November to March mean something like it did a lot, you know, in the glory days of the NBA. Well, divisions mattered last year. Um, barely. Barely, though. Um, 
But it's why they still allow for a, a seed, and why why is it any less than um, than in the seventies? Because there isn't a, the, I think because of the playoff format change, yes. where that that's an entirely different scenario. I think if we're, if we're talking about playoffs, that, that's different than the regular season. And basically, what we're trying to get to is. Uh, you know, we want to get closer to the NFL, and that's Adam Silver's school, and that's everyone's school, where every regular season game matters and every playoff game matters. So um, I think the playoff format is is up for changing. Um, in my eyes, it should be up for changing. I should say the, the three game playoff format. Uh, I think I think should be a thing. Um, it's just it's it's difficult. Um, to make it popular because it's just it's just so it's not it's not an uh, teams would be sacrificing a lot of money at the gates. There's yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah, but yes, they would be sacrificing a few million. But big picture, if the league is more popular and uh, and people are more people are watching, uh, there's more money going into the TV deals. Uh, I think it, I think that's short term thinking to say, hey, yeah, there's. Uh, Teams right. would be sacrificing. Yeah, teams would be sacrificing dollars. Yes, in the short term, but if we sacrifice a couple million, but LeBron James's jersey is sold a billion more times, or you know, obviously I'm, I'm uh, exaggerating that number. But listen, we just want to get the league to a more popular spot. I just don't like the playoff format of going to a three game, then a seven, and seven to seven. It's just I don't know if that will. Um, really register with a fan if it's that uneven. You know, like if it it has to. I just. I like the idea of obviously single elimination is the ultimate, uh, and and two out of three is is pretty close to it. Uh, so how do we how do we popularize it to that point? Like you're right. I mean, teams will look, sit back, and say, "Oh, I'm I don't want to lose that type of money." Um, when we can go through a two month stretch of playoffs uh, where we we gain X amount of dollars, and it's easy to to estimate. But you have to be able to think big picture and say. Uh, if we change the format to, I'm not, I'm not sure what it is. Whether it's, you know, 65 games plus uh, two best out of threes and t- then two best out of sevens in, in the conference finals and, and finals, uh, the playoffs are just they're they're long, uh, and obviously things are working really well in that the TV deal is is uh, an exorbitant amount of money that's that's being tied into the league for the next decade, and 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 business is good. Uh, so why change? Uh, that that's entirely fair, but um, I, I think there could be, you know, like like as you mentioned, Popovich. Hey, the regular season is the regular season. I'm going to play guys three quarters of the games, and uh, you know that that's that's not good for the league in terms of in terms of the popularity level. So we, uh, I'm I'm trying to find the balance too. I, I don't think that uh, the league is definitely going towards one to sixteen. You're you're, you're entirely right about that. It, veering in that direction. Um, but I'm, I'm tired. I'm entirely fine with the conferences. I just, I just wonder if like 16 teams are too many, um, because when it comes down to it, you know, in the West, sure. Uh, the seven or eight seed might advance. Um, but it, it doesn't happen too often and the playoffs are just too long. Uh, I think that's, that's the biggest problem. So maybe if we go one through 12, uh, and, and seed them accordingly, two teams get buys, the playoffs are a little shorter and maybe it has a bit more of a March Madness feel where it lasts a month rather than two months. 
Yeah, no, I agree. What's really good, too, is, is Adam Silver is very pragmatic in that this is me and you can have conversations like this, especially you who works, as you said, you work for the man. But we can have conversations like this and pitch these ideas. If this was baseball, I mean, they're so stuck in, you know, 1952 that it's just pointless. But with the NBA, it seems like a guy like him is open to just about anything. And for me, that has sort of been my biggest qualm is a team like the Spurs can coast through the regular seasons. The Pistons did it back during when they were pretty good. The Lakers were famous for it. But if you create, like, these big incentives, first-round buys, uh, avoiding shorter uh, playoff series as well, that changes everything. So when you see these random, say, Spurs-Warriors games that might happen, I don't know, middle of February or end of December, uh, you know, to me and you, that's like a really cool game. We want to check it out. Two good teams playing good basketball. But that game takes on a whole new meaning if you have you – because know, that's what the big case of the NFL. Use the NFL as an example. Patriots and the Broncos meet. They usually play Patriots, Peyton Manning. Every time it seems like when they play, that game decides who gets a home playoff game in the playoffs. And that's always been the – big thing about which team advances. I think that would be pretty much the same thing in the NBA. Say Spurs Warriors, Clippers Warriors, or whatever. Winning the division, you know, a, an interesting little division game in the regular season becomes, you know, it just explodes exponentially if you make these, you know, radical changes that me and you possibly ponder over towards the regular yeah. season. But we're comparing apples and zucchinis here when we're comparing, <laughs> we're comparing the NFL to the NBA because the NFL is a fifth of the season, uh, the length of the, an NBA season, right? I don't Six, think you can have that, though. Yeah, with 82 games? I mean, I think that's, that's the you, big problem. You would bring more meaning upon some of these regular season matchups in the mind of the general sports fan, the casual sports fan who just, you know, does whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there, is, there isn't uh, – I think, you know, like let's say Adam Silver could clean slate, uh, just conjure up whatever he wanted to conjure up, as far as uh, this professional league goes, how many times would they play a week? Like, they, you know, he's made a nice little move this year to reduce the amount of back-to-backs. Um, but I think he would reduce them even more, reduce games even more, um, just to, you know, have some appointment viewing um, scheduled for for fans, like Sundays are for the NFL. Maybe, a you know, a... a a Tuesday and a Saturday or the Thursday TNT games and, and a Saturday night, or like, you know, just to have it a little bit more, uh, you know, calculated and probably less games, but um, you're right. He is pragmatic. I think he is sort of working towards uh, that. His goal, again, he said uh, is, is making the, the league more popular and, and it's tough to reduce games. It's just like, as you mentioned, you know, you're an owner in, in Milwaukee. Oh, there'll be, there'll be a fight there. I mean, that yeah. isn't just, you know, we're going to cut games. It's even like cutting teams. Like when you, back when baseball was talking about contracting the Expos and the Twins, uh, what, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it was just like, oh, yeah, great idea. But that, that's, that's not going to go. When you talk about millions and billions of dollars involved, it, it doesn't yeah. really go that the league, easily. The league is so big that it's, it's difficult to, to maneuver this, this, this battleship, you know, in, in the bathtub. Like it's just – it, it, it's so big. And, and as we mentioned, like there's only more and more money coming in like this year, uh, fans have the ability to buy one single game uh, and watch one single game. If they don't have cable TV, like it's really, uh, you know, sort of geared towards the cord cutters. You can go, you know, pay, I believe it's six ninety nine 
Um, it could be seven ninety nine, but I think it's six ninety nine just to watch one single basketball game. So there's going to be more money uh, being brought into the league, and and I think Adam Silver is going to be really good for for the the uh, the broadband people who don't watch television. I think more and more is going to be geared towards that. And and as we mentioned, business is good. Uh, you know, TV really, 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 really wants uh, the NBA on their channels because they just paid a ton of money for it. So, uh, you know, we're in good hands, I think, with Adam Silver, and, and the league is only going to become more popular. It's uh, you're right, though. The regular season is the is the conundrum, I think, that that Adam Silver goes through uh, or, or deals with all the time through his mind. Like, can we can we somehow you know sneak off? You know, and we maybe we trim it to seventy. I don't know. I don't even know if that works. You know, I don't know if that really incentivizes a, a fan to get into the game if they if you cut it down to seventy games. Uh, I, I feel like that. Even that, it's sort of a ho hum. You know, it doesn't really increase. You need you need something like like you mentioned, like more of a a strategic schematic, like playoff plan, um, rather than than just trimming the regular season fat. Yeah. Th- that's the, really the big deal is the NBA is making a ton of money. So it isn't like this this league that's what it was, say, back in the late 70s that seemed to be coming unglued. They're making a ton of money, so every single change that happens is going to be just that. Usually when you have changes, you need the crisis. You know, the infamous Rahm Emanuel quote, never let a good crisis go to waste if you want to get done what you want to get done. There really are no crises in the NBA. Everybody's pockets are becoming fuller and fuller. I've kept you here, you know, for a half hour. I really appreciate you doing that. So I think really the easiest way to get you out of here, <laughs> I'll give you uh, the floor. I'm going to ha- I'm going to ask you to predict the NBA Finals here on Sunday, September 27th, 2015. Woo! Oh man! So I'm going to take the uh, the um, Detroit Pistons from the Eastern okay. Conference. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. You don't believe in Stan Van? Uh, I like think just. I mean, I can make this is the where the inevitable video game joke comes into play. Uh, yeah, it's going to be the Cavs, um, but uh, I am really intrigued by the Chicago Bulls. Either way, uh, and and being you know, I do live in Atlanta now, and I'm not even being a homer whatsoever because I still have my my allegiance uh, to the Raps. Uh, who will be better this year? Uh, even if the record doesn't prove it, they'll be a better playoff team. Uh, I think the Hawks are. Are, are a decent bunch, and, and I don't like how people are just writing them off. And, and, and I think, you know, they are, they are the Spurs East, and they are going to move the basketball, and they're going to be a very good regular season team once again. And I think their playoff experience from last year will help their playoff experience this coming year. That being said, let's go Cavs. And uh, out West, I'm taking the Spurs. I think, you know, when you when you have a guy like Tim Duncan say, I've got two more years in me, uh, maybe he retires after this year, who knows, uh, even if he signs a two-year contract. Um, I think people are undervaluing what LaMarcus Aldridge is and how much he's going to kill opposing teams. Uh, the worry is definitely, um, you know, Tony Parker being able to penetrate and start an offense. But uh, and I didn't even mention their wings who are, you know, getting better. Kawhi Leonard is still young still improving uh is is has sort of been given uh the green light uh last year if you watch the games to to just be be an iso player um because he's getting to be that good and and it's funny how people will say oh popovich and this this ball moving basketball team popovich adapts to whatever type of talent he has like he did with duncan going into the post 
over and over and over again. Kawhi will play ISO. LaMarcus will play ISO. There'll be less and fastest on, on Tony Parker. And, uh, you know, as long as Tony Parker can stay somewhat healthy, he is still important to this team. The guards are still important to this team. Um, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to say uh, the Spurs because, um, you know, I, I love the Warriors uh, and, and they should be back there. But it's just hard to repeat. Simply put, as as you know, uh, as a Celtics fan, it's just very, 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 very hard to repeat. The Spurs haven't done it. Uh, and we can talk about the, the Warriors path to the NBA finals last year and that, you know, they didn't have the, the hardest path because of injuries. It's not an asterisk in, in, in by any means. Um but if they have to run into teams, kudos to Adam Silver for changing this playoff format because they didn't have to face, to me, the next toughest two teams in the Western Conference and the Spurs and the Clippers uh, because of the way the bracket was set up. And, and Tim Duncan said as much. As soon as he got off the podium after losing to the Clippers, he said, we're on the wrong side of the bracket. This shouldn't have happened. Uh, and, uh, you know, after a seven-game set, he, he comes out and says that. So uh, that won't happen this year. Uh, it'll be a tougher grind for the Warriors. Uh, and yeah, obviously, um, you can't put much stock into this, but I'll, I'll take Spurs Cavs and, uh, I'm, I'm going, I'm going Cavs cause I, 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 I think they're that good, but, um, who knows who, who, who knows Larry. Yeah, no, I actually got to go with you going with the Cavs though, but I got one game that you mentioned before I let you go. Cause I was going to let you go right now. Yeah, but one yeah, name that you have not mentioned. I what? thought is kind of big was David West. I mean, I, oh, I don't yeah. really think that he's going to like you know put up twenty and ten. I just think that him being in the in the league so long and the kind of presence that he has in the locker room. If there's any guy that's going to pr- provide a team of fifteen motivation to get something done, it's David West who. Uh, went to pretty much go. I think he all but paid to play for the Spurs. When he sacrificed, he this, this is he sacrificed like ten million dollars to go win a championship. Yeah, I think it was like eleven, eleven oh my plus. God, <laughs> I know. I, throughout the uh, year, I, I, I through, couldn't believe it. I know. Throughout the year last year, I, I thought uh, you know, there's you know, people talked about after Paul George's injury, would the Pacers blow it up? Um, but I thought, I mean, no way is is Roy Hibbert leaving that kind of money on the table. No way is David West leaving that kind of money on the table. It's astonishing, it, you know, and and that that ties into uh, just the mentality of these of of the Spurs players. Tim Duncan, he doesn't have to play anymore. Um, but you know, him and his his old knees sign up for another two years. Manu Ginobili, he doesn't have to play anymore. They sign up for another two years. David West gives up that much money. Uh, th- this is. This team is still angry at, at what happened last year, at, at the way they, you know, they they lost uh, even to the Heat. Like they'll find motivation, and um, and, and and you know, a team that's never repeated. Uh, I, I I feel like there's just there's. You're right. I mean, like you know, you, your your Doc Rivers Ubuntu situation here. This uh, this team is going to be uh, ready. I think they've got the best front court rotation. You know, with DL and David West backing up Lamarcus and, and Tim Duncan in the league, and, and it, the question is just the guard play. Uh, you're right. I mean, it's it's an incredible uh, group of guys, uh, an incredible organization. Uh, it's uh, man, I, my, one of my favorite things that's that's happened to me in my in my media career is being able to go to the Spurs practice facility, uh, and it was the off season. It was actually during the lockout. Um, but it was just no one around uh, other than assistant coach Brett Brown at the time, but uh, uh, along with uh, our, our great host, Ben Hunt, it was just uh, this feeling in there, in that 
in that atmosphere where you could just, you could taste the discipline and you could taste the desire, like how much these guys wanted, uh, to win and to work out and to, 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 to be at, uh, you know, uh, this point in, in their careers and to still want it. I, I can't doubt them. And, uh, and, and as you mentioned, oh yeah, the talent, like who cares? I mean, who's backing up? Yeah. They, 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 you know, got rid of, of some, some talented guys who've helped them win championships and Tiago Splitter and, and Marco Bellinelli and Corey Joseph. Um, but they're still nine deep easily. Uh, and then they're going to make Jimmer Fredette, uh an NBA all-star as well. So you never know. I'm just kidding about that Jimmer Fredette thing. But, uh, you know, they are just so, so good. Tass, you're about as connected as anybody in the NBA. One quick thing before I let you go. If you do run into David West, do you mind passing along the note that if he does win the championship this year and then he ever wants to maybe put the, his championship ring on eBay, which is kind of a common practice for a lot of athletes who retire, he's not going to get that $11 million back that he's sacrificed <laughs> for winning the championship? Uh, I'll, I'll let him know. And then when, uh, when he punches me in the face with that, uh, with that ring, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send you a photo of the big black eye that he gives me. You can put it up on Twitter, on your Twitter account, Ask Tess Mellis. <laughs> Ask NBA TV and the starters. Thanks so much for joining us once again. That was a lot of fun. Always a good time, Larry. Appreciate it. A great time. A great, great time. Hey, why go around the NBA in five when you can go around the NBA in five? 45 as we just did with Tass. So if we can do that, I guess we can pretty much wrap this baby up right now. My least favorite part of the week is because it's the longest possible time between shows. But to ease that off, I now have a new tradition. It's time for my steak and eggs Sunday. This is how I kick off my Sunday mornings. We got Motivation Monday, Throwback Thursday, or Flex Friday, all this stupid thing, the hashtags on Twitter. I'm starting a new one here. Now this is becoming an automatic for me. My zero carb Body fat torching beast, fertile eggs from my farmer's market, and of course, have to use the certified organic 100% grass-fed steaks provided by our great friends at AmericanFarmersNetwork.com. Small family farms means big benefits for the consumer, healthy, humanely raised animals in lively conditions, not factory-raised animals. That equates to an even more healthy you, and most importantly, an even more delicious meal. Once you start eating organic, grass-fed beef, pasture-raised chicken and pork, you never go back, trust me. Thank you, American Farmers Network, for all that you do. Thank you for the meal that I'm also about to have as well, and for supporting the show with the rest of our sponsors, Linda, Harry's, Casper, and DraftKings. Talk to credit those who supply the beets, for this week's show, Will Rock, Chuck Dietz, and Steph Legato, and Tass Mellis of NBA TV. Thanks again for stopping by. To stay up to date with all the transpirings here on Celtics Beat, check us out on Google Plus, Celtics Beyond CLNS, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Celtics Beat, and of course, CLNSRadio.com. For our staff writer, Eddie Santiago, program director, Nick Gelso, and myself, the executive producer and host, I am Larry H. Russell. Catch you next Sunday.